All right. So yesterday I was on the bathroom doing my morning reading. Y'all know how it goes. And I was reading this really interesting article. And it really opened my eyes. It's just incredible. These scientists that originally thought the human race has existed somewhere between 2 million and 4 million years, uh, due to recent findings, now believe that we could have existed either 6 to maybe even 8 million years. I want you to think about it. 8 million years. What we know as a human could have possibly been walking this earth. Think about what has changed on this earth in 8 million years. Continents have shifted. The climate has come and went with ice ages and global warmings and just complete changes. Rainforests have turned to deserts. Deserts have turned back into lakes. Glaciers have grown and shrunk. As far as the human race is concerned, we can read, we can write. We build shelter. How we build shelter. Look at what the Romans did. The way we fight wars. We have been to the moon. We're not as hairy as we used to be. We walk better or differently. We're so much more smarter. There have been entire species that have been born and eradicated over 8 million years. But the one thing that has not changed is it takes a man and a woman to reproduce. One thing. That's right. Your mommy and your daddy had to fuck to make you. However, we have about 50% of our government that wants to completely deny 8 million years worth of science, a basic science. And these same people are the ones that are telling me to trust the science. This vaccine that we created in a year it's 95% effective. You need to trust it. It works. Trust the lockdowns. Trust global warming and climate change. We can't predict the weather a day in advance. I live in Tennessee. I have literally seen it go from being 80 degrees with a chance of fucking heat stroke to it snowing six inches in a matter of three hours. Think about that. We can't even tell what's going to happen in our weather in less than 24 hours. But you're telling me to trust the science and that you can predict that we're going to die in 30 years because of climate change. The climate's always changing. It changes four times a year, every year. Sometimes it's a little bit hotter than it was yesterday. Climate change probably about five times today. <sighs> Yet they want to defy the science in 8 million year science, and actually in 8 billion year science, because living things have been reproducing since this earth has existed. And there's only been one way the human race has ever done it. One. And there's still only one. There's only one. And Michael, why are you bringing this up? Well... I'm sure you guys are all aware of the Supreme Court documents that got leaked last week. And the Democrats are not mad that one of our most secluded 
branches of government and what should be one of the most protected branches of government because it protects the Constitution of the United States and upholds it. They're not mad about a leak from there or a security issue. They're worried about the fact that the Supreme Court was saying uh, Roe v. Wade was unconstitutional and should be left up to these states to decide the laws on abortion. They're not even eliminating it. They're just saying it's up to the states. It would not change a damn thing. The states are already making abortion laws. So they're out telling people, oh, they're going to take away your right to abortion. Oh, what is the big thing? It's a woman's health issue. Now, this show is dedicated to me trying to completely end this freaking argument regarding abortion. Because I don't want any person to come on this channel again and tell me that it's a woman's health issue. Let me read you some statistics. A 2004 study, because this isn't well documented, out of the Guttenberg Institute, shows that about 95 or 92 and a half percent of abortions occur basically because the woman doesn't want the responsibility of bearing the child. Seven and a half percent were because of a legitimate health issue. And when I say health issue, I'm including rape and incest in that as well. So there is a threat to the woman's life or the child's life. Well, obviously a threat to the child's life if it is aborted. <laughs> but along those lines, like a legitimate reason. By the way, my stance on abortion, if you didn't know, is I think it should be allowed in certain circumstances, maybe like a rape or incest, which would probably be along the lines of rape. If it's voluntary incest, I don't know. It depends on... I, that's We're getting into... Let me move on. Look, if it's a legitimate health concern, a legitimate health concern, like the, the woman could die, yes, I'm okay with that. I think the majority of people support that. But just to get out of the responsibility of an action that you knew was going to happen, no, you don't get that right. It's not just your right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, but it's also that child's. By the way, the majority of states, many of whom allow abortion, say that if you kill a pregnant woman, it's not just a homicide, it is a double homicide. So right there, they're contradicting their own claim on the viability of that fetus. This whole topic frustrates me. The state of Florida uh, tracked the reasons for all the abortions it did in 2020. 75,000, just under 75,000 in total. And the women that had the abortion had to list the reasons why they were doing it. 95.3% of abortions in the state of Florida in 2020 were done because Either they didn't want the child or because of like an economic reason, like, oh, I can't afford it or I'm not ready. 4.7% were due to a health issue. This is not a woman's health concern. This is a responsibility problem. 
and the Democrats have a responsibility problem. If you don't believe me, let's go back and look at what other policies they're trying to put in. Oh, you took out student loans voluntarily to pay for a degree in underwater firefighting, and you not only aren't making $30,000 a year, you're not fucking working, period, because you went and wanted to study some stupid thing that costs you hundred grand. Let's get rid of that responsibility for you. Let's cancel that. It's not right. It's too much of a burden on your life. Yeah, you did sign it. You knew what you were getting into. But we don't you don't deserve that responsibility. There are some Democrats that think we shouldn't be putting people in prison for like crazy crimes, like violent crimes. Oh, you stole $900 worth of goods. No, we're not going to put you in jail for that. We're, go loot and steal all you want. As long as it's under like $20,000 or it's not from a store that I own, it's okay. They have a responsibility problem. They don't want people to have to take on the responsibility of their actions. And that's wrong. That's wrong. Why? Because half of them know that if they had to take on the responsibility of their actions, they'd be in fucking jail for their entirety of their life. If you're old enough to have sex, and you know how to have sex, you also know the consequences of having sex. Again, it is an 8 million year science that has never, ever, 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 ever changed. And right now, the funny part is, we have some of the smartest people that are trying to prove it wrong, and they can't. So... The reasons for having an abortion, throw that out of the way. By the way, women less than 15 years old account for 0.2% of total abortions in the U.S. Women less than 20 years old account for roughly 8% of abortions in the U.S. 92% of abortions are done by women 20 and older. They talk about how, oh, abortion allows women to partake in the economy. You know, it, Janet Yellen today in a Yahoo article said that there would be severe economic fallout if abortion was banned because abortion allows women to go to school, get a degree, and get higher paying jobs. However, the vast majority of women that are getting abortions are older than they would be, like they're, they're past college age. They're not going to college. And not only are they not in college before they were were pregnant, they weren't in a high-paying job. The majority of them are in low-income levels. So it's actually not going to affect women from participating in the economy because the women that are getting abortions, for the most part, aren't doing that as it is. At least not at the level that she's claiming. Furthermore, the most important thing, I always tell people to go and read legislation. Don't listen to the news. Don't listen to any of that. Go read exactly what they're trying to do. Here's the bill they tried to pass today that was voted down. By the way, this bill was written last year. So the timing of this is kind of impeccable, right? We just put in a new Supreme Court justice who doesn't have a lot of experience, Kentaji Brown-Jackson. And suddenly, something that has really never happened before in the Supreme Court's history happens, and this document is leaked. We have a failing Democratic Party 
that has a severe risk of losing many seats in Congress come midterms is now having an event occur that can rally the entire base to go vote in the midterm elections. Hmm. That's a coincidence. I'm going to read this. And I know many of you may may leave while I read this. I recommend you don't. I've re- I think everyone, I'm just going to read what I highlighted here. I've already read the entire bill for you. I'm going to go through my highlighted sections. But you need to hear the stupidity of what our elected officials wrote down here. It says, reproductive justice is a human right that can, can and will be achieved when all people, regardless of actual or perceived race, color, national origin, immigration status, sex, including gender identity, sex stereotyping, or sexual orientation, age, or disability status, have the economic, social, and political power and resources to define and make decisions about their bodies, health, sexuality, families, and communities in all areas of their life with dignity and self-determination. Reproductive justice seeks to address restrictions on reproductive health, including abortion, that perpetuate systems of oppression, lack of bodily autonomy, white supremacy, and anti-black racism. Now, the funny thing is, according to CDC statistics, roughly 28% of black pregnancies result in abortion. The highest proportionate percentage among any other demographic. Well, doesn't that support white supremacy and anti-black racism? The fact that more black babies are the ones being killed by this practice proportionately than any other demographic? Am I missing something here? Let's move on. The legacy of restrictions on reproductive health rights and justice is not a dated vestige of a dark history. The harms of abortion-specific restrictions fall especially heavy on people with low incomes, BIPOC immigrants, young people, people with disabilities, and those living in rural and medically undeserved areas. Are underserved, sorry. Abortion-specific restrictions are even more compounded by the ongoing criminalization of people who are pregnant, including those who are incarcerated, living with HIV, or with substance abuse disorders. The communities already experience health disparities due to social, political, and environmental inequities, and restrictions on abortion services exacerbate these harms. It says abortion-specific restrictions are a tool of gender oppression. <laughs> this, guys, it cannot make this up. This is... Legitimate legislation trying to be passed. As they target healthcare services that are primarily are used by women. These paternalistic restrictions rely in on and reinforce harmful stereotypes about gender roles, women's decision making, and women's needs for protection instead of support, undermining their ability to control their own lives and well-being. These restrictions harm the basic autonomy, dignity, and equality of women and their ability to participate in social and economic life of the nation. Now, actually, when I read that sentence, I was thinking, I was like, wow, they learned how to become a biologist. They can actually define what a woman is. But then they went stupid again in the next paragraph. (sighs) 
The terms women and women are used in this bill to reflect the identity of the majority of people targeted and affected by restrictions on abortion services and to address squarely the targeted restrictions on abortion, which are rooted in misogyny. However, access to abortion services is critical to the health of every person capable of becoming pregnant. This act is intended to protect all people with the capacity for pregnancy, cisgender women, transgender men, non-binary individuals, those who identify with a different gender, and others who are unjustly harmed by restrictions on abortion services. Eight million years of science, people. For humans. Eight million years, potentially. There is one thing that has never, ever, ever, ever changed. Only women can bear a child. I don't care if you cut your hair, you cut off your boobs, you do whatever you want. The fact of all facts in our world since it's ever existed is that only a human woman can bear a human child. That is it. End of discussion. It is not the majority of people and they sh women are it. They don't make up the majority of the ones affected by the abortion services. They're the only ones that use it. <laughs> the funny part is they say that men shouldn't have a decision in this. The other half of the equation of the eight-man-year science is that a woman cannot... Okay, sorry. One instance, only one woman in our history has ever been a virgin that has ever bared a child. And he is worshipped by billions of people in the name of Jesus Christ. That is the only one I can think of off the top of my head that was born to a virgin mother. And theoretically, it was God's child, right? So God did that. So, you know, whatever. We're not getting into that discussion. Other than Jesus, or Jesus, if you're Mexican, no other woman has ever been able to bear a child as a virgin. It takes two to make one. And it doesn't just take two people. It takes a man and a woman. One man, one woman to make a child. Men do not get off the hook. It may seem like it, but they are forced to pay child support. You know, I was thinking, what would getting rid of abortion mean? Like if they just eliminated it. Well, it would do a lot of things that go against the Democrats' beliefs. It would probably promote family structure because now you can't just go around having unprotected sex and, you know, you would have to bear that child and it would put more stress on the man and the woman to stay together to support the child. I know it doesn't always happen now, but I do think that it would, it would change a lot of what you see. And by the way, the way I the reason I say it goes against the Democrats' beliefs, because if you go back, let's look at the black community. When did the majority of black children become born without a father figure around? Was when welfare benefits 
started increasing. It wasn't civil rights. It wasn't slavery that, well, slavery, I'm talking about after slavery. It wasn't civil rights that halted the, the growth of the black community. In fact, Thomas Sowell has a book, and he talks about how the black community actually made faster advancement after slavery and before welfare benefits became regular. Welfare incentivized women of every demographic to start having children and not getting married. It's a fact. Like it's a, There's a direct correlation to this. And that's a black man that wrote it. And if you're on welfare, what does that mean? You're dependent on the government. Who supports more government dependency and more government power? The Democratic Party does. The bill goes on to say, an independent comprehensive review of the state of science on the safe and quality of abortion services published by the National Academies of Sciences Engineering and medicine in 2018 found that abortion in the United States is safe and effective, and that the biggest threat to the quality of abortion services is the United States are state regulations that create barriers to care. The abortion specific restrictions conflict with medical standards and are not supported by the recommendations and guidelines issued by leading productive health care professional organizations, including the American College of Obstetricians and gynecologists, the Society of Family Planning and National Abortion Federation, the World Health Organizations, and others. You'll love this one. These are... They start talking about how the need for abortion services in the LGBTQ community says... They noted that health barriers to abortion access exacerbate systemic inequalities and cause particular harm to marginalized communities, including low-income people, people of color, immigrants, people with disabilities, and LGBTQ people. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but 8 billion years of biology says that an L, a G, a B, and a Q can't have a child. So roughly 80% of that Five uh, letter equation there are completely irrelevant to this argument because if you're having gay sex, you're not having reproductive sex. Trust the science. <sighs> Again, you can't fix stupid, and I, you really can't define stupid in this sense. The bill goes on to say healthcare providers engage in a form of economic and commercial activity when they provide abortion services. And there is an interstate market for abortion services. There it is, guys. It's a money grab. It's not a health issue if you're putting economics into it. It's really not. Would you not say the moral thing to do, the ethical thing to do, would be to talk about the health and leave out the money if it was really an issue? But it's not because only 4.7% of women are really having abortions because of a health issue. Abortion restrictions substantially affect interstate commerce in numerous ways. For example, to provide abortion services, healthcare providers engage in interstate commerce to purchase medicine, medical equipment, and the other necessary goods and services. To provide and assist others in providing abortion services, healthcare providers engage in 
interstate commerce to obtain and provide training to provide abortion services. Healthcare providers employ and obtain commercial light or commercial services from doctors, nurses, and other personnel who engage in interstate commerce to travel across state lines. So the party who is against private medicine, the party who is against big pharma, the party who is against all that shit, is worried about the economy and the private health sector and the impact that eliminating abortion would have on it. Actually, not eliminating, just restricting it. <laughs> Can't make this up. The purpose of this bill is to permit health care providers to provide abortion services without limitations or requirements that single out the provision of abortion services for restrictions that are more burdensome than those restrictions imposed on medically comparable procedures do not specific or sorry do not significantly advance reproductive health or the safety of abortion services and make abortion services more difficult to access to it is also here to promote access to abortion services and women's ability to participate equally in the economic and social life of the United States. Boom! They don't want you to have the responsibility of unprotected sex. And the reason I say the responsibility of unprotected sex is because the pill, birth control pill, has like a 95% effective rate. It is more effective than the vaccine that they are mandating people get. If, Like I said, they would force you to get the vaccine if they could. Yet the, the pill is more effective. Condoms are extremely effective. I don't, I mean, I would take the chances of a person wearing a condom and being on the pill. I bet, you know, I'll take those Vegas odds all day. They're not having a child. If it was consensual, which the majority of the time, these abortions were done due to someone being pregnant from consensual sex. If the sex was consensual, both parties agreed to the terms and conditions and 100% assumed the risk of the potential consequences caused by unprotected sex. They were also fully aware that they were having unprotected sex. It's not a health issue. It's an economic issue. It's a social life issue. They don't want you to be locked up for nine months because you're pregnant. Oh, I can't go have a beer with my friends now, so I'm going to kill a baby. Or, oh, I, you know, I'm not making enough money. I don't want to get married to the guy that I uh, had unprotected sex with. You know, that was just a one-time thing. So I'm going to go and, and kill the child. Actions have consequences. I'm not saying I'm I'm better than this. I've made mistakes. I've had premarital sex. There you go. A lot of it. I can tell you right now, if I had a child and I wasn't married, I would want to keep the child. There is a responsibility that needs to be had, and they don't want you to have that responsibility. And it bothers me. What they're wanting to do, what this bill is trying to accomplish, is they want you to be able to have a abortion 
for any reason at all, you do not have to disclose the reason at any stage. They also want to make it so accessible that you can actually do it via telemedicine, which means you can have a doctor walk you through it over the phone. That's how free they want to make this practice. They don't want you to have to go to an abortion clinic. They want you to be able to go to any clinic with any doctor who probably doesn't even specialize in it, and they can determine whether or not they want to do the abortion. And they have to perform the abortion because if they don't and they deny your right to do it under this bill, they're giving the person the right to sue the doctor or the state. Which means that these professionals will have no choice to, but to go and perform an abortion. And they are not going to be allowed to ask why. Why do the Democrats care? Let me tell you something. They don't care about your woman's health. They don't even care about your health. They don't give a flying fuck. They're doing it to stay in power. Why don't they want the decision to be left up to the states? They don't want the decision to go to the states because that strengthens the Republic of the United States. They want, the Democrats want this, and I'm not trying to side here, but this is true. You have to go look at legislation they're trying to pass. This is a power grab. If it goes to the states, that weakens the federal government. Our, the way our system is set up, you will actually have more power with your vote at the state level, so if you don't support abortion or you do support abortion, your vote for your representative will have more weight at the state level than it will at the federal level. So it actually will work out better for you on whatever way you support. The states that support abortion will continue to support the abortion. They're not going to change it. The states that are against it are going to be against it and they're going to make laws accordingly. Nothing changes because these states are already doing that. But if it is out of the federal government's hands, the federal government loses power. Politicians are looking at the Democrats, want to go as far as now packing the court because it gives them a reason to do so. If they pack the court and they still have power, that means that they can then put in more judges that support their ideology and they also want to eliminate the filibuster to do so. If they eliminate the filibuster, the Democrats will be able to pass any legislation they want because right now they control the House, they control the Senate with a tiebreaker in Kamala Harris and they control the presidency. If they pack the court, it'd be even worse because now they control the Supreme Court. It has completely eliminated the checks and balance system in the United States. Now, why do the Democrats want to strengthen the federal government? There are more Democrats than there are Republicans in the United States. There are more Democrats in big cities, far more Democrats, than there are Republicans. Look at legislation they have passed or been trying to pass. The American Rescue Plan, the Infrastructure Plan, they've tried to pass Build Back Better. They've tried to pass two voting policies that would federalize the elections. It would put it in favor 
of a more democratic system instead of a republic system. They even have gone as far as introducing legislation to abolish the Electoral College, which is the one institution that really upholds the greatness of our republic. It gives every state an equal and proportionate say at the federal level. If they eliminate the Electoral College and they go to a popular vote, like they were trying to do, you would have about 13 to 14 cities all lying on the coastal U.S. that would elect the president of the United States every single election. And it would sway the odds of a Democrat holding presidential office in a severe like favor. Like it would be very rare Republican would be voted in ever. They would be in power and they would have so much power over everything. It would be crazy. The Democratic Party supports big government, not just big state government, but big federal government. Do the Republicans want power? Absolutely. I'm not denying that. But the Republican Party is not the ones in favor of bigger government. They want limited government. That's really the two that separates them. So they're going to take away freedoms. Why else would the Democrats not want abortion? Or why, why they wouldn't want abortion restricted or eliminated? Look. Here's my belief with this. I believe Kentonji Brown Jackson or someone related to her, not related, but, uh, you know, connected to her in the Supreme Court is who leaked this document. There's skepticism on that. They're saying a conservative did it. I don't believe it. The Democrats have far more to lose and a hell of a lot more to gain by this leak than the conservatives do. You have a failing party. That was at a big risk of losing many seats in Congress come midterms. What better way to rally your voting base and make sure that they show up in November to vote than by saying one of the largest political issues in our country, which is abortion rights. And the one thing that really separates the right and the left is at risk. Like, go, they are having riots over this. They were going to lose seats. They were going to lose these elections. Inflation is freaking skyrocketing still. The stock market has taken a crap, especially this past week. They were getting crushed, the Democrats were. This is their way to turn it around. Here's the other thing. If you restrict or limit abortion, let's say that happens, and now you have these babies being born domestically. Well, that makes the fully refundable child tax credit that they were trying to extend indefinitely in the Build Back Better plan, that makes it, it, it's already costly, like several trillions of dollars costly. That now makes it more costly. They it makes free or subsidized child care services almost impossible. It's already impossible, in my opinion, but it, it you can't do that now because there's too many kids. And it's going to restrict immigration. Hear me out. It takes 18 years for a child to vote. But it only takes a couple a couple of years, potentially, if you give illegal immigrants a path to citizenship. 
there's not a very strong argument for lowering the voting age from 18 to five years old. But there's a lot of illegal immigrants they can have voting in our next election if they pass legislation that gives them citizenship immediately. Think about that. They'll get votes. If you have children being born and you have a growing domestic population at a much faster rate than projected, they have to put restrictions on people that are coming into the country. They have no choice. It's already out of hand. They're already letting people in at an unfavorable rate. It's unsustainable. Now you add these children, because people aren't going to stop having sex, they're not going to stop getting pregnant. Now you have these children being born, and it completely blows their, their, uh, their goals out of the water. Because the, the population could potentially be increasing at a rate that they, they, they can't justify that. Here's the other thing. If it goes to the state level, it would strengthen the state's. It would weaken the federal government. It would also strengthen religious beliefs and practices. Why? Because now people may get married. You may actually have more father figures around. And if that happens, you have less people on welfare. Because you have two incomes now instead of one. If you have two incomes instead of one, that completely goes against the communist agenda and Marxism. Okay, with, with the whole religious aspect and the family aspect of this. By the way, Karl Marx and communism seeks to eliminate the family structure and, and religion. It would strengthen the Electoral College. And it limits the Democrats' ability to push their agenda. There you have it. That is why they care about Roe v. Wade has nothing to do with women's health. Nothing. So, you know, these are just some things to think about. I'm going to put links to all this, uh, the stats I threw out, so you can see it. And, you know, I suggest everyone go and read. This is a big problem. This is a huge problem. And the intent is not there. It is not, they do not care about you. 